59th. Hello! Welcome to the 59th episode of the Cars Cast Movie Cast. Uh, Jeff, I have a quick question before we get into it. Um, in what year did Pac-Man make its U.S. debut? Uh, I don't know, like 1988? It was just 1980. So It was just 19... Okay, we'll so I was it. right for like two seconds before I finished say, yep, the year. I, you said 1980, and I was like, oh, he's got it, but... Unfortunately, he didn't. Um, today, we have a very special guest, uh, someone I'm very excited about. Uh, first, well, uh, second guest Jeff has been, has brought in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first one Dan, was my brother. Um, first one was his brother. Oh, so okay. This is, <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Uh, Dan White, good to have you here. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. You were one of my, you, if, I'm sure uh, some of you have seen his tweets you have one of my favorite Twitter accounts out there. Uh, oh, thanks, you're brother. part of one of my favorite improv teams. I, well, probably my favorite improv team. Uh, Thank you. So Thank you. very excited well, to have you improv's not super hot right now. So. No, definitely not the thing to <laughs> promote right now. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> uh, good to I have you I appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I was, uh, was going to close my closet. But I literally just organized it yesterday, mm-hmm. so I thought it, I'd, no, it looks very clean. It's, yeah, yeah. I thought I might yeah. flex on you guys a bit. So <laughs> look at that organization. Have and any, if you can see right there, you see ooh. those um, empty uh, hangers. Yeah. So yeah. that this side over is my nice like work clothes, and then that side, I'm my little play clothes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm. the play. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hyper organized, just a bunch of overalls. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like <laughs> yeah, just all overalls. I feel like improv is a really easy joke to make right now about social distancing because, like, not your team, but like a lot of teams don't have anyone who show up to the shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we have had those shows too, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 true. See, I'm fine saying <laughs> that to feet. you because people go to your shows. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. So yeah, I don't know. Mean. I just read that uh, there was that uh, Middle Ditch and uh, Schwartz show is out, and mm-hmm. they just, Vulture had a review that was a pretty fair overall review, um, but there was some brutal uh, brutal realities <laughs> about improv and the improv culture. Yeah. What are you going to do? Did that have anything to do with like how it's that was uh, filmed? So like improv is kind of all about being there? Yeah, I, well, I think the article, I mean, I haven't seen the show. I think the article was really complimentary of the show. I think okay. it was uh, more, the not even necessarily critical, but just kind of presenting a lot of different opinions about it. Um, and it was it was more about the art form in general, especially with UCB just closing down in New York mm. and their yeah. former capacity. Like, I think that's like people are talking a lot about the future of it and, and if it's a sustainable thing. But I don't know. Yeah. Twitter's not going anywhere. I know that. So. <laughs> Got that going. Um, yeah, your shithead nephew is still yeah. <laughs> pulling a fast one. Yeah, I can, I can continue to circulate the same five joke formats <laughs> or slowly gain followers. Um, I, you're on a movie podcast. I don't know if you've done a lot of podcasts in general. Is this your like one of your first? Because I tried to research like Dan White to see, and there's a lot of Dan Whites out there. <laughs> 
So I know the guy who killed Harvey Milk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, guys, really? Are you guys familiar about that? Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. This, I share a name with a historical villain. Wow. Closeted wow. gay senator was like had a lot of internal hatred for himself and kind of went postal and killed Harvey Milk, who was like a, a gay rights mm-hmm. uh, activist and, yeah. and popular senator. So not a great name. Not a great and my name. dad's a history teacher, which is like doubly insulting. <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah are you a big also like, a magician on the tonight show i that's that Wait, was my what? first thing <laughs> that I, I when i searched dan white it was just copious amounts of clips of uh magic <laughs> yeah i know that dude's like super okay. big time for yeah. a second i thought you were saying your dad was a magician on the tonight show no that no my good. dad's a history teacher but yeah, i you said a history teacher and then you you flipped and said also quickly. magician on the tonight show and i'm like wait you're dead okay, and then you okay i got it dan white yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So you are my mom's favorite person that I know. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's like I think the best compliment you could probably give a person. Well, why? Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's because like I took her to fudge that one time and you talked to her for like thirty minutes. Oh yeah. Well, she's and then a afterwards very she was. Woman. Yeah. She's also a patron of this podcast, so I just I wanted to say, throw yeah. that out there. Oh, it's mainly because yeah. she's going to listen to this. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I'll send it to I'll send it to my parents. My pr- mom probably won't listen, but I'll <laughs> yeah. My mom listened to the first episode, and then she's like, yeah? I, "I just have so much to catch up on," and I'm like, "You don't have to catch up on." <laughs> the, all. After the first episode, she was like, yeah. "I can't. <laughs> first I'm of too all, far behind." It's not like, it's like you this have is to a serial podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to listen to 38 <laughs> to be here, but sure. Um, I love that. I guess you do to understand the meme of the week stuff, but that's a different conversation um the what what is it the it's one of, of our segments we have it's a, called meme of oh, the oh, week. oh oh i thought you were talking okay yeah because yeah. we have a we have a subreddit where people make memes yeah it's okay yeah you, we'll, we'll show you we'll do a screen sharing thing at the end uh you can you can see a few of them yeah at the end. well i'm very interested because i feel like you guys are both super plugged into um i won't say the deep web because that's not it but like the uh these this this part of the internet that i makes me feel a million years old because i should go try to figure it out and i'm like i can't there's these like sub communities of people um i see it on twitter all the time like jokes and stuff pop up where i'm just like what is i don't get even what this is and then by the time i've like figured out it almost like teaches me a new piece of technology you know because people are making fun of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and by the time i figure it out it's like already passe so yeah i have my like to be fair, I'm also feeling pretty out of touch nowadays. Uh, like I, I f- really am feeling very old with like, especially I don't know if it's just me or if you guys are on the same page of this, but I can't understand like why people like TikTok so much. I really oh, yeah, just I'm in that. I understand. I'm, I agree. Even the funny ones. I'm like, I don't it still just doesn't hit with me. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I will say I think social media makes I mean, inevitably, when you in your mid to late twenties, and then certainly in your, your early thirties, you mm-hmm. start feeling older. Right, right. And social media really, like, mm-hmm. I think, puts that into hyperdrive because yeah. <laughs> a whole generation of people are communicating in a way that didn't exist when you were their age. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that is something that it me- that makes me feel really old for sure. Of just like you know what I, what I used when I was mm-hmm. twenty one, and now what's you know. Yeah, I don't even TikTok. Right. I think has got kind of gained popularity pretty quickly in like the last two years, and I'm like, yeah, so yeah. far because I'm almost as old as you. Yeah, I'm 31. Yeah, and I'm 28. 
Okay. Because I, I still was at the point where smartphones weren't a thing until I was in college. Oh, yeah? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Wow. I was just clearing out the basement. Actually, it's funny, Jeff. I just cleared out a bo- the box of Whiffler Research Group stuff from the web <laughs> series we shot. Like, I've had that sitting in my basement for two years. And um, But I when I was going through, I found, uh, I think it was my wife's, uh, an original iPhone, mm-hmm. like the iPhone 1. And I was yeah. like, holy cow, it's like, this thing It's is... so blocky. Yeah, it's crazy. Did you guys... It looks more like a Game Boy than a uh, iPhone. Yeah. Did you guys get that? I Like, when it first came out, were you on the hype immediately? Or did it, like take some warming up to it because i know it was kind was of intimidating in, at first i got the blackberry storm okay you guys remember that <laughs> yeah yep. my mom had like the blackberry pearl with like the little spin oh ball. The, the the spin yeah right yeah the, the the trackball yeah uh i had the blackberry storm which was like a full touch screen but you the screen actually clicked when you yeah and it did oh, not so work weird. it was terrible it like did not work at all <laughs> yeah i had i think the second iphone like the 3g which i feel mm-hmm. like was the second one that's when they got the oh, app yeah. store yeah that's the one i got like my right when i went to college yeah i was in fifth grade nice. when this was all happening just to put things into perspective i was <laughs> very when the iphone came out yeah i'm well i because i my dad gave me his when he got the i think it was the 3g he gave me his original iphone and i was in like sixth grade when that happened so oh, i'm assuming okay. i was you know yeah. it was like fifth grade when yeah. the first one came so how out. old are you like 23 24 i'm 22 now yeah oh 22 okay oh wow i guess it was um, i yeah. guess I, I thought it came out just soon. a little okay. baby but uh anyways that's phone talk for the week uh <laughs> <laughs> i also feel like just i we talked about this before i came out but i shaved my head this week i wanted to get that out for the pod listeners now um and i just i i would recommend it to everybody it feels really good um yeah i don't know if you guys would ever do it but i'm a big what fan. uh what 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 spurred you to do that just like quarantine well uh, mine was just getting well i dyed it and then i really i didn't like the dye to be honest <laughs> i did it once really before in like october and i really liked how it looked and i was like you know what, we'll do it again and it did it's second time around it wasn't as exciting and uh so I just, that's not what's, but it was getting long anyways. So I just, there were a lot of reasons is what I'm trying to say. But did you do the, the blonde dye, the like, um, yeah, the bleach black, yeah, I bleached blonde. it and then I wanted to go pink and then it got orange and then here it is gone. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it works. But yeah, because you had it orange before, like it around Halloween as well, but it wasn't on mm-hmm. purpose that no. time also. Right. Yeah. No, it's very it hard to, to get pink then to pink. Too? Yeah, yeah. Pink is a very hard color to pull off is what I've realized twice now. But mm. I'm enjoying the buzz so far. So it, we, yeah, it looks good. It man. ends nice, yeah. And it's about to be hot outside. It's going to be hot, exactly, even though we can't really spend that much time outside. But what are you going to do? Uh, you got a YouTube channel to maintain. I got <laughs> um, well, we could start talking about today's movie, which is uh, Mistaken for Strangers. A 2013 uh, documentary uh, directed by I forget what is was it Tom? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. And I forgot how to pronounce his last name. Um, I think it's Burninger. Burninger. Okay. Something I, like that. Yeah. It is. They're my favorite band, so I should know that. But I think it's Burninger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. See, I was gonna ask because uh, I was I personally have never heard of this documentary. Um, it's 
and it's got a pretty big following now that I've done some research. And mostly, oh, does it really? Yeah, there. I didn't know that. Some really like dedicated fans, and it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming I didn't hear about it because I'm personally not never been a huge fan of the National, but I just really haven't heard their music, so I didn't know. Uh, yeah. But I, I honestly am a pretty big fan now. I've been listening to one of their albums, the one that's like mostly black on the cover. That one. Oh, uh, yeah. The system only dreams in total darkness. Yeah, really like that one. But that's getting into music. Yeah, uh, that's a great one. But I. So my point is, I really didn't know what to think going into this. Uh, but I ended up really uh, enjoying it a lot. Um, it was super entertaining. And I guess I'll read the synopsis before we go any further for anyone who didn't know about it. Um, Filmmaker Tom Berninger follows members of the National as they embark on an international tour. That's all it is. Uh, have you... Okay, they, well, I'll start by asking Dan. that You recommended this movie for us to talk about, Dan. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious... Can I take a really quick step back? I just want to clarify which okay. album you're listening to. Are you okay. listening to Sleep Well Beast or are you listening to Boxer? I am listening to S Sleep Well Beast. Yep. Okay, yeah, that's the one that has a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a good one. It's really nice. It's the that's probably track. their most like rock heavy one. I feel like. Yeah, it feels very uh, uh, like what the album cover looks like. I guess. Yeah, the best way to I believe it. that's the one that they won the best. Uh, I think they won a Grammy for that one. Ooh. like best alternative album or something that good for that them. one i could be wrong i'm pretty sure that's the one yeah um well real quickly dan what why did you choose this uh i didn't know what to expect uh with what you would recommend but this was kind of out there so i'm curious why you chose <laughs> this one <laughs> um yeah well i just so the national is my favorite band uh mm. uh and I am a big fan of them for a lot of reasons. And I think that one of the things I liked about that, about Mistaken for Strangers, is it combines so many different elements of, um, of what I love about the national. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's kind of this, I guess, basket over here of things that I like. I like that I, I, I'm a big national fan and it gives a lot of like behind the scenes access um, to my favorite band, which I'm into. But I also think that it stands alone as its own like piece of art mm -hmm. uh, in a way that uh, I've never seen another movie do. Um, you know, I, I think it uh, I, we can get into this more, but I think the single thing I like most about it is that it walks the line between, uh, you know, real uh, documentary and uh, kind of performance art in a way with the relationship with Tom and Matt that I, to this day, and I think I've probably watched it four or five times. I don't, I still don't know everything that's real and everything that's mm -hmm. yeah. Cause it's not, it's not like real and fake. Like mm -hmm. it's everything essentially is real, but I think that they're playing at an angle yeah. for certain things. And it's how much of Tom and everybody else is in on the joke. And so, um, I love that element of it. I feel like th that Joaquin Phoenix movie from like 10 years ago. Is it like, mm. a, what's it called? You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking uh, about? Where he I like know, went on Letterman yeah, and was right. crazy. And they tried to do this whole 
performance art thing, and it was like then he was back in movies a year later. Like, is it, was yeah. it I'm still here? Is that what it's? I'm yes, still here, yeah. yes, that's it. I was thinking I'm not there, but I think that's the Bob Dylan movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something. I don't so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I feel like that's what that movie tried to do, mm-hmm. and I think this movie it's much smaller scale, and you don't have an A-list celebrity like Joaquin Phoenix. I'm not, I mean, Matt Berninger is a rock star but like yeah you don't have that a-list celebrity kind of doing that performance yeah, art thing right. that feels a little put on and i think it i think it it does a great job of like walking that line of reality and an artistic statement that i am just super into and i love mm. the the themes of it especially as they relate to like art and fame and and all these different things so mm-hmm. yeah i because i honestly have not listened to very much of the national um but before i watched it on amazon like on the poster it says the funniest movie like since spinal tap yeah so uh, yeah that's, which is like not at all what this movie ended up being like so i yeah. thought it was gonna be much more of just like a straight up like mockumentary you know situation and it was like yeah a lot, the themes were much deeper and not as like overtly nonsense yeah. oh yeah for sure yeah yeah it definitely yeah, like, I think spinal staff is pretty silly. I mean, what's oh yeah. I think it like cuts like halfway in when they kind of fire Tom. Um and then it becomes cuz I think it is kind of two different movies like you were saying uh which makes it hard to differentiate what's real and what's not. Um and I think when it comes down to how he's going to make the movie, I think that's when I start I don't know. That that's the part that I really appreciated and found super authentic about it mm-hmm. uh but yeah 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 i mean i think that is my I, and, and i will say too and I, i'm unless there may be something out there i haven't heard or listened to but i'm a pretty big national fan and i listen to a lot of stuff I, matt berninger is just a really interesting guy to me and um he's never as far as i know everyone in the na- in the national has always insisted that this is a 100 percent authentic documentary and i have no doubt that like <laughs> mm-hmm you know, it's real in that they gave him that job. He was out there, he was doing it. The thing that I question as a, as a creative and as somebody who like, uh, you know, who, who, who writes or makes films or whatever, like he plays at an angle of he's the, he's the fuck up brother. And Mm -hmm. Matt is an international superstar. And it's such an interesting duality, how they, the, the stuff with the mom of how she talks about them growing up. And I think they play at this thing, and like the, the the stuff of him getting fucked up in the van, in the van, and like um, singing cr- like the Christmas songs at night, like that stuff is so funny. And but I think um, the reality to me is the movie turns out to be such a perfectly packaged like uh, dissection of those ideas that it's kind of to me it's like he can't be as big of a fuck up as he is the whole movie right. because he eventually put this brilliant you know, film together from mm-hmm. all this footage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much, um, supposedly Corinne, uh, Berninger, Matt's uh, wife helped him with it. But, um, and I know she's, um, I, I don't know her exact backstory, but I know she's, you know, very uh, talented, creative as well. But, um, that's for me, the, the, the biggest question mark and to really love a movie and appreciate it and not fully know the, um, uh, you know, the backstory of, of what is intentional and what is, yeah, uh, you know, happenstance is is kind of why I love it because every time I watch it, I think I go back and forth with certain parts of it. Yeah, I think it's also 
super cool to look at now because this came out in like 2013, which is seven years ago, which feels way longer than it should be. Um, but it, it's movies like this that kind of make me sad by the end because I look up, for example, Tom to see what he's done since. Um, yeah. And it it's always it, it, it. I mean, he hasn't really done a lot since. Um, so I, I don't know that that was also just by the end of it. I just wanted to know more about where he went and see like how he turned out. And I think that made him again more of an interesting character for me. I mean, like this yeah. is a real guy at the end of the day. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been great if he would have gone on to be a you know, yeah. And who knows? Start I mean, making he could be making movie, Marvel movies or something. But right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the National has been very <laughs> successful since, and that's that's. I mean, they were successful when that. Uh, I think you know they they were maybe they. I think it's interesting too, just like the timelines of of bands. You know, mm-hmm. like that album came out right after. Um, Oh, what's the name of that album? Hold on here. I think it's uh, "Trouble Will Find Me," which was mm-hmm. like a bit one. Of, I, that was, I think, like one of their most commercially successful albums. Yeah, and I think their popularity was at a like a real high, mm-hmm. but also it was at a high with a specific demo, which seven years later has like kind of aged a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I think their like total popularity is probably bigger now after winning the Grammy and stuff. But I think they probably have a little bit of an older fan base. Um, so it's interesting, like how that plays into it. Like they've always been a cool band to me because they, you know, in that, the movie, they, they show it, they go on tour, like across Europe and seeing Tom tag along and like all these places Mm -hmm. is like so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're just like a fascinating band, um, in general to me and seeing that, that element with Tom is so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's another thing that I really appreciate about this film is that it could have just been about Tom. But I think they deal with Matt in a lot of interesting ways, too, because I guiltily enough, like have always looked at the national and I like the only thing I really know about them is Matt as the front guy. He's just like the guy with the beard. Yeah. And he always just came off as kind of pretentious or or just not an inviting guy to me. Dude, um, that's so funny because I <laughs> feel like completely the opposite. I by the end of this, I felt the complete opposite. I was like, I looked up at so many interviews with him. I was like, I just want to know way more about him because he's yeah. honestly such an interesting guy. Um, he's, he's super funny. Uh, he's so funny. He's yeah. so interesting. He's, you know, if I could pop off on the national a little bit because it's like they yeah. are like. One of the things, I think one of the reasons I love The National is because they're one of the few bands that they got big. They got famous, like, in their mid to late 30s. Mm-hmm. And Matt and um, I, one of the, who was the other one? I can't remember the other guy. They, they had, like, all known each other. The, the, it's, it's, it's two sets of brothers and Matt. Yeah, right. And two of them are twins. The Desinger brothers are twins. And um, they're all, like, everyone in that band is super talented. Like, um uh, the the twin brothers are like classically trained. They do one of them plays with um, what's that guy's name? Uh, fuck! I should have done some research before this. I'm sorry. I came I in dry. Uh, I can't remember. But anyways, they 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 tour all over with like a bunch of different bands, and they're like they'll teach. They're like very classically trained. And Matt, I read, and I don't know if this has changed, but he can't even read music. So like 
the lead singer, and it was really cool when that album came out, when Sleepwell came, Beast came out, the New York Times did this like, this was like a five minute kind of behind the scenes on the album, mm-hmm. but it was cool to watch him interact because Matt can't read music, and he's working with these musicians who are like mm-hmm. absolute masters of their craft, like yeah. widely regarded as some of the best <laughs> guitar players and and and, um, and and instrumentalists out there. And Matt writes all the, the lyrics and stuff, and so, but the way they communicate, which is fascinating to me, is like, he, you know, they're just talking and Matt will be like, okay, when you guys do that, like, da-da-da-da-da thing, like, he doesn't know, he can't even contextualize, or not contextualize, but uh, verbalize, like, the, 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 the correct terminology for the stuff, but they mm-hmm. have, like, found this um, relationship that is uh, just, you know, they have a sound all their own. I, I'm so into that dynamic of, like, yeah. how that exists, and also the fact that they didn't get famous till later in life. That's why I think they're, he's kind of approachable, because they all have this, like, humility about him where they're not, like, he's definitely a rock star, but he has a lot of like silliness and humility to him. Like he worked in advertising, I think. I saw that, he, yeah. I think he said he made a million dollars before he was 30 and then lost a lot of it. <laughs> like he was like the first, that's what it was. He that's was insane. like the first group out of Miami of Ohio to get um, like a coding degree. Like he was one of the first like coders, like people who learned how to code for computers. And so he <laughs> went to New York and worked in advertising and made a killing, but always wanted to be in a band. And so um, then they all met up in the band. Uh, which another yeah. reason I like them is because they're from Ohio. And so, yeah, I was gonna ask you that. My wife just walked in. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> little flex there. It's married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has the hand up. What's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hand, yeah. The hand with the ring. Sorry, that's my wife. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I was gonna ask you just because obviously, uh, I know you're from Ohio, uh, and the band's from Ohio. And uh, you went to Ohio State. I did. Yeah, you're very Ohio. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I am does very that Ohio, make yeah. you is, well? Is not like, anymore, but I grew up very Ohio. Yeah. But I mean, also you were a track star. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh, you were a track star. You said Ohio State. You set some records. Yeah. For, I don't think you can what, see them, but my distance running. My track spikes from college are like right there somewhere. Oh wow! Yeah, the the that's a crazy closet you got. I know it's so organized. <laughs> We could have been a great triathlon trio. I mean, I swim. Yeah, were you a swimmer? I was yeah, going to say. I was a huge swimmer. Uh, you got Jeff, the body for it. Thank you. Jeff, I don't, were you into cycling? I really um, hope you were. Not but, really, but okay. like, I mean, if you guys pull your weight, I can maybe just like coast. We can make... <laughs> yeah. Um, I think um, cycling, I think, is the most important one it might be running one of the two i think it's cycling right where you can put the biggest distance on people yeah no offense but i think swimming's like the least right swimming's the one where you can't put as much distance on people i feel like yeah well especially in triathlons they're in like one giant body of water usually it's chaos but yeah we looked up like carson's swimming times when he was swimming and he set some times that would have been gold medal times in like the sixties. Really? Could have been a star. Yeah. I was just Where, too... did you swim you didn't swim in college at DePaul though, did you? No. I wish DePaul okay. had a swim team, but they just had the the wreck or the yeah. ray. Yeah. yeah. And also with the new bald head, like that's even I know. I know. That's the I haven't shaved my head since swimming. We had to shave them one year and it looked awful. And everyone told me not to do it again and but I had some Confidence. it probably looked better than before when you had the did you have like the chlorine burned hair yeah yeah there yeah, were a lot of I'm, things that made it i remember that when i was great. in school yeah um 
But anyways, back to the movie. Uh, I was going to ask you what you think of the length of this film. Because it is... I mentioned to Jeff before we started recording, it's shorter than our last podcast episode. <laughs> oh, really? So, <laughs> if Yeah, I was going to say, I, how long is it? It's like an hour and ten, I think, is what I yeah. noticed when I watched it. But Love plus, it. Also, I would just like to say this is kind of off topic but the best scene in the film is after the credits kind of or during the credits um where it's like a, a concert scene um and matt basically he like goes into the crowd and then goes outside of the crowd yeah, oh yeah. and uh tom is following him i that is a really great scene uh <laughs> yeah it's it doesn't it like just and enc- like sum up the movie perfectly it sums it up perfectly because mm. there's something like kind of silly and funny about it but also really charming and touching. Um, oh yeah, just him following his brother and and but it's kind of goofy. I don't yeah. know. And just seeing the it's, way Matt performs, he is. Can I just say is like one of the most like passionate performers I've seen. Oh yeah, like he is. He gets he's, really into it. <laughs> he's the fucking man, dude. I, yeah. I've seen him live. I think three times, maybe. That's awesome. Um. But I, they actually have only been my favorite band like since like I was maybe twenty three or twenty four. I think I got into them, okay. so only like six years. Um, but I've seen them every time they've come through Chicago, and yeah, I mean he he, he brings it, dude. And That's it's awesome. interesting because he used to when they, when he lived in New York, he would get super drunk on stage, like he'd just be like pounding, yeah. Um, uh, whiskeys or whatever and he'd get really fucked up and then i think he talked about this in a podcast and he was like had to like stop doing that <laughs> and then uh but then he moved he moved to california like i think a couple years ago and he got really into weed and it's very funny and he's very self-deprecating about it he's like the worst he like when the, the podcast i've heard he's just always like kind of making fun of himself for being like mm-hmm. a major rock star and like also just being this like i guess at the time he's probably in his early 40s just who like dad who gets super into weed all of a sudden (laughs) and so like he stopped drinking on stage and started vaping and it's like it's he's so funny man it's just like it's it's, (laughs) in some ways he's the perfect rock star and in some ways he's like such like the antithesis of it and it's he's he he's he walks that line of like approachable and rock star god in a way that I, i i really am into right yeah i i guess the same could be said about the like the documentary it just i seem like it's very self-aware the same way the band is kind of um just why i totally get into them now um yeah and that's one of the things i love about it is and when his mom says it she kind of touches on it and i think it's so interesting and so true to any artistic discipline whether it's that or what we do or, or you know anything is when she said like tom was always her the most creative but didn't know how to channel it mm-hmm. and matt was always very ambitious and knew how to like package himself a little bit mm-hmm. she doesn't use those exact words but that's kind of what yeah. she implies yeah which is like what you have to be to be a rock star is like yeah. he knows who he is he's very in control like even in the film you know when he looks bad you know he like blows up after some shows and stuff but it's always you can t- he's very in control of like how he's being presented because you know mm-hmm. they have to protect themselves and stuff like that but um that's fascinating to me too like um that idea of like from a young age this dude just had all of this like sporadic creativity he didn't know how to focus and matt like who's also very creative obviously like was better at almost i won't say yeah. the business Kinda side like but at, the w- like when they showed the artwork they did when they were younger yes yeah exactly yeah where matt's was like much more it was like much 
more straightforward and like I mean not straightforward in, in terms of artistic style obviously but it was just very he had a very clear vision yeah. so it was like a very simple yeah. piece of art that was like this abstract you know Picasso like thing yeah and then Tom's was just this like insane like graphic novel yeah, yeah. oh yeah about I mean, like it's, legs it's yeah I mean that that's that was probably one of my favorite chunks in the movie is the stuff from at home with his parents talking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, his parents both seem so creative. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's like the mom and like the art workshop and the dad and like the like workshop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And they're from Cincinnati, which is not in any way like, um, you know, it's not Brooklyn. It's not. Uh, not an art hub. Know, yeah. It's not L.A. It's, you know, it's Cincinnati. It's Midwest. Mm-hmm. And so to have, you know, those kind of salt of the earth artists are pretty interesting to me. Yeah. I also really liked the scene uh, where he's got all the post-its up, kind of trying to map out his... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I think, shows the difference between the two brothers in a yeah. really subtle... Or not subtle, but, like, original way. Uh, yeah. And it's also... It says, like... It, that's not necessarily a bad... Like, it, it, it makes Tom out to be maybe, like, disorganized or, like, he doesn't have it together. But it's not, it just shows, like, there's two different ways of approaching what they want to yeah. do and it's kind yeah, of reassuring by the end that was the scene that i felt was the most played up for the film yeah I, like when he was explaining the system of the post-it oh notes. yeah i'm like okay yeah. he's doing that because he knows it's like deliberately confusing yeah, yeah. Right? Well, like the, in the different color he's like what are the dots mean he's like well the dots don't mean anything except for the green ones yeah i mean he that's like the thing is like how much is it because when he's interviewing i think it's bryce that he's interviewing one of the the twins and he just goes like cool what do you want uh and he just is like um I, how how fast can you play the guitar who can play the guitar faster <laughs> it's like these questions that it's like he, he had to have known how funny that yeah, question it's like, like a I, question that like a six-year-old would ask yeah yeah i will say that's the part to me that and i don't know i could be totally wrong like but that's the part to me that sticks out as like being the most telling of their pushing a narrative was when i think it's bryce it might have been aaron but i think it's bryce was like talking about he has a little bit of resentment towards Matt, how Matt's the front man of the mm-hmm. band. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he's like, you know, it's Matt, he gets what he wants, or whatever. It felt put on, it it felt a little bit like he was acting there. Like, I don't know, I could be wrong about it, but I was like, that just seems like too perfect of a, like, yeah, making Matt out to be the kind of egotistical yeah. front man um, right. that they wanted him to kind of be a little bit. Um, but I could be wrong. But that was that's the one part I remember sticking out to me specifically where I was like, I think he's not as good of an actor and it's telling a little bit that he's trying to push this narrative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was also the part where I forget which band member it was, but they were like, I thought you were going to ask questions about me. And because he was asking, yeah, that was the the same interview. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the part I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I could be wrong. I could be totally genuine. Um, Yeah. No, I, yeah, I was agreeing with that. Yeah. He's amazing Um, musician, but no, yeah. (laughs) As an actor, I was kind of like, this seems maybe a little (laughs) fake, but I don't know yeah um well i really enjoyed this documentary a lot especially because i really had no idea what to expect going into it having never listened to the national i yeah. mean it for someone like me because i think it like there's always a sense of bias with documentaries if you like have an interest in the subject beforehand like obviously sure. you're gonna like it to a certain extent but for this doc to make me care not only about the national, but the brother of the lead, like yeah. <laughs> someone so far from my interest. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It says a lot 
how much it held my attention and how, I mean, kind of like you said, how layered it is, how much it's accomplishing at the same time, especially for such a short period of time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very clear. And I think going back to what you had said earlier about the difference, like with the post-it notes of how the brothers, you know, break down their process or whatever, mm -hmm. like, I think part of the reason it's shorter is because it's so efficient with like the themes that it, you know, the main being these kind of the relationship between these two brothers. Mm -hmm. And I think like even in the first scene where um, he's where uh, Matt's sitting under that umbrella and like the foot, the air cast, you know, yeah. and they're at, I think they're at Prospect Park, but I, I could be wrong because I think they live right around there, but he's like sitting in the park and he's like hammering the thing in or whatever yeah. <laughs> and he's like all right what are your questions and he kind of like tom doesn't really have questions for him he's like so what's you know like what what's going on and he just like blows up on him he's like what's going what are you talking dude if you're gonna like make a movie have some questions ready like and it's like right away matt and i think that's another interesting thing about the film is how tom gets under matt's skin in a mm -hmm. way that like matt is this like perpetual rock star kind of like untouchable figure in so many ways but tom will do something that pisses him off and he immediately is like an older brother like what the yeah. fuck are you thinking man i mean that's that that i think like from and i think that's why probably why it's on the shorter end of the thing is just mm -hmm. because it's like it's so efficient with like the kind of three threads that it follows where it's like this movie's about this it's about this and it's about this and every scene serves one of those right you know there's not much fat on it exactly uh I also just want to quickly mention this. Scene. This is probably my favorite part in the movie. I think I've said that already twice during this podcast. But the part where uh, he meets uh, Will Arnett, I think it is, or John yeah. Gray. <laughs> okay. I played yeah. it back just three different times because I wanted to see like Matt's face during the whole thing. Because it's like you could just see it in his face how like embarrassed he gets so quickly. Oh yeah, of, it's so fun to watch. Uh, just all the what celebrities is, what, looking at him. <laughs> what happens with Arnett in that one? I do remember that because I remember thinking, like, I wondered if Arnett was in on it. What 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 happened exactly? I, well, he came off like angry at first or something. No, he was like, uh, he's, he was like, are you OK with him filming? And he's like, yeah, of course. And then Tom was like, my name's Tom, by the way. And Will's like, I don't care about your name. And then like laughed. And then like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah, ask yeah, what yeah. your name was. And then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just and you could just see when he said that Matt was kind of traumatized <laughs> he was like oh god um but yeah. i don't know it's just such a fun scene to watch uh dude i when they meet obama and like tom <laughs> wants to meet obama and, and <laughs> that conversation in the back of the car where he's just like i wanted to meet obama and he's like dude they said no like i can't yeah. he's like i, I, I can't DUI, change the secret the service's mind that he, yeah, that he thought he could like film that interaction as well oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like the and that's the stuff where i'm like what planet it's so fucking funny man and and you can see it in matt's face too where matt's just like no like, what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah. And just like the build up too, the way that they edit it together is perfect of like Tom getting nervous and like talking like he can't wait to meet him. And then they're like, yeah. hey, camera's off. And then it cuts to them in the car. And he's like, I wanted to meet Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Well, I've said I, I feel like I could talk about this all day, but I've said everything I feel like I have to say. For the time yeah. Being. Yeah. Um, I probably said too many things about the film for people who haven't <laughs> seen it. I basically I, talked about all my favorite. How parts. long do you think we could talk about this film? where like no one would finish it like what length would it have to be where every single person would stop listening at some point <laughs> <laughs> i mean I'm yeah i guess right probably now. there's probably there's probably not too many uh 
if they're not a national fan they're probably not super interested <laughs> i can now now that we upload these to youtube i can see the audience uh, retention rate oh, just like shit. how it tapers off i can see it go down crap <laughs> um cool well i uh i here's the thing about doc usually we rate the films but with documentaries i tend not to so i think i'm just gonna skip out on the rating today and say i liked it a lot i'll uh, rate it an a plus an a plus all right <laughs> i'm cool. just kidding no if i could make one last pitch for it i do think you don't have to be a national fan to appreciate it i think it's about fame mm-hmm. and about family and yes i think those are the main themes more than the fact that it it happens to be the national but you could not yeah. like them and yeah I 100% agree with that, and I still think that the poster comparing it to Spinal Tap is so dumb. (laughs) This is so not like Spinal Tap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. I I think it's like, it it has some laughs, and it's about the music industry, and that's where the comparison ends. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was uh, Mistaken for Strangers. It's available on Amazon Prime. I, I think it's a, I mean... I tried to find a place where you can stream it without paying, but it's uh, as of now, it's only available for rent on Amazon, but it's totally yeah. worth it. I loved this film. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I'd watch it again. So I'm so glad I picked one. I was afraid because you guys are both big film buffs. And I mean, I'm, I'm pretty not open to... Karsten is. I, <laughs> not really. I'm open to whatever. Jeff is... But Karsten, you also appreciate things about film that I... Not that I don't appreciate, but it maybe is not at the top of my list as much, mm-hmm. you know? Um so I was very nervous when Jeff asked me to do this that I'd pick oh, a bad no. movie and I was going to be like, uh, have you guys seen so The Jeff? Dark Knight? <laughs> yeah, I do like The Dark Knight, but like... If you had ever listened to this podcast, you would have been probably not even not nervous, just like refused to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff is like, I'm happy to talk about movies. movies. Whenever I pick a movie, it's always like most valuable primate. Yeah. He's really? Like, let's let's yeah, watch oh, yeah, we've done the that. John Taylor Thomas film. The Christmas film. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I kind of thought you guys would be like into like to watch. French art films, like no. art house films. And I stuff. love no. those kind of films, but yeah, no, he yeah. likes them, but like, yeah, <laughs> it, they're not that fun to talk about. Like, I keep trying to get him to watch From Justin to Kelly, that movie that, <laughs> you know, that came out after the first season yeah, of I American do. Middle. I do know that movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, it's, we either talk about films that are, it's usually either very good or very bad, is like generally yeah. okay. how we go. I'd like to say, and uh, this is kind of just for Jeff, but I've been watching more Elaine May films uh, this week. And if anybody knows, she directed Ishtar, and she is a really good. Uh, I I want to rewatch Ishtar now because she is so good. Yeah, <laughs> at what she I does. just rewatched Ishtar two days ago. I saw that. Yeah, um, she's hilarious. You have the same passion for. Um, do you have the same passion for like television that you do for film. Uh, when I get into a TV show, I get into it. Like, it is all that matters. Like, for example, I just finished BoJack. I don't know if, uh, if you've okay. seen it. I have not gotten into it, but I know people love it. Yeah, i uh big fan of that. But that's the thing. I don't go out of my way to watch shows as much as I uh, should. Like, I still haven't seen, like, Sharp Objects or Big Little Lies or whatever those other shows are. Game of Thrones, I never got into that. So, um, yeah, I guess not really. Okay. I still love TV. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm I definitely watch the opposite. The good place. Okay. Oh, okay. You want to watch the good place? Yeah, or you I like want to watch place? it. I've okay. heard it's really good. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen the first three seasons. Cool. I just haven't seen like the last season. Okay. But I no, didn't know good. how many seasons there were, so I was like, maybe there's, there's only four. three, and he's making a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, what are your some of your uh, favorite TV shows while we're on the topic? 
I mean, like, what oh, would you recommend that's man. out right now? Dude, you know what? I just finished um, season two of Secession. Okay, I've heard so many good things about it. That's a great... Um, I mean, it's a soap opera, but it's great. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's super interesting. Yeah. Uh, I love that show. I love... Uh, what else have I watched recently? You know, I, I mean... I just went back and watched, um, uh, what's it called? Oh, Eastbound and Down. Some of the Eastbound and Down. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> season one is like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so good. And then it gets, it gets, it's always funny, but it definitely gets into some dicey material at certain <laughs> points. But that show really, uh, that made me like, I think I thought about it because I watched uh, The Righteous Gemstones, the new Danny McBride show okay uh in a couple months ago and that show was fantastic it was so good nice uh yeah i think those are probably the two that i've probably secession and 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 and, uh righteous gemstones are probably the two that i've recommended the most over the last few months cool but my favorite show of all time like the the thing i can sit down and watch is is probably the office pretty unoriginal but so good no it's <laughs> that's the, the classic for like a tinder profile yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it really is like our generation's friends and i'm kind of like eh, it's great i don't it's, know it is great yeah, yeah. um i got into curb it? i've been watching curb your enthusiasm which is uh mm-hmm. i've still funny. never seen it and i feel like i love it a lot okay on netflix there's yeah. this mur- like this crime documentary about a murder where the guy um is exonerated because he is in the b-roll for a scene of curb your enthusiasm that was filmed at a baseball game (laughs) really yeah it's like this 40 minute like kind of weird length documentary what's it called i forget what i forget what it's called okay but um yeah it's like this guy they're saying he like committed a murder and the only thing they could prove that he like his alibi was that he was at this baseball game and there's it just happened to be an episode like a baseball game where they were filming an episode of curb wow that is so funny that's amazing wow. <laughs> yeah um, it's the weirdest cool what well, about you guys uh, what shows are you guys into oh man i well i mean i just said bojack i guess that's on the mind right <laughs> that's now. your only answer that's, that's my only, only answer yeah watch. i've been watching fleabag i really like fleabag oh fleabag is, is another one i should have said yeah i do like fleabag it's so sharp, and I, you could watch the whole thing in a night. I mean, it's, I mean, not really. It's like, that'd be like six hours, but it's so good. Um, yeah. I really love it. That one's cool because that one feels like she wrote it as a play. Like, it feels yeah. the most mm-hmm. like live kind of theatrical show I've ever seen filmed. Even the way yeah. that the, you don't know the characters' names or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think like that's, it's so, it's fantastic. It's such a perfect, and good for her for like, kind of cutting it off after two seasons and being like, no, that's the, that's the story I wanted to tell. I didn't know that. I still haven't finished it. So I didn't know that was, I didn't know yeah, there was I not a new started season. It, wow. Yeah. I think, my list I think Amazon offered her quite a lot of money for like season three and she was like, no, I, I, wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I always like that. That's something I wish the office did was cut it off earlier. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not Dude, like so- those last few seasons are good or bad. I mean, like, yes, I'm a huge sympathize like office American office sympathizer. I think <laughs> it is given a bad rap where I'm like I would take I think they had like four excellent seasons and then two really good seasons and then like three okay seasons. Yeah. And like even when the show was like not its best like after Michael left or whatever like 
if you go back and watch, there are still some like absolutely classic character bits. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, the Jim Pam storyline has resolved yeah. itself. So the like tension, the relation, the love triangle is not there, unfortunately. But like, just like in terms of straight up bits, it mm-hmm. is so funny. Creed is consistently funny for all nine seasons it's dude i was just gonna say and i think they jumped the shark a little bit with creed in the last couple but it's so funny it's like it's the one piece that just exists outside of a believable world yeah we're like i think my favorite bit ever on that show is when they do the the cold open where they run on the they're like doing parkour or whatever they run on the roof and it's like a two second shot and they never talk about it and it's just they're on the roof and creed is standing there with the remote control (laughs) helicopter and it's hovering a foot in front of him, like two feet off the ground. And he's just staring at it. And they, they just run past him. And they never talk about what he's doing up there. And I'm like, how that got pitched in a writer's room and like how they shot. It's so funny to me. It's like that. That's like a perfect Creed bit. Wow. I never noticed that. So that just makes it's even. There's also, you... dude, I, sorry to go up, pop off on this. But there's, no. there's also the Sweeney Todd episode. Tim Lyons pointed this out to me. In the Sweeney Todd episode, there's a bit with Creed where in the first act, so like before the first commercial break, he has a line where he doesn't realize that it's a play, (laughs) where he like thinks that people are like actually being murdered. But then in the third act, they reveal that he's actually a a reviewer. So like even within the episode, his like logic doesn't match up. It's like because they're both just like offhanded throwaway jokes. But in the one like in in act one, he's kind of like careful boss he's like gotta he's like i just watched him kill somebody or whatever and then in in act three he's like calling in a review for the local paper about the play so it's like even within the 22 minutes his storylines don't match up and it's like so funny to me man i want to rewatch the office now that was if you get one takeaway from this podcast it's to revisit the office yeah i'm a i'm a sucker yeah it's it's hack but or not hack it's cliche but i love it (laughs) um Cool. Well, we have three uh, quick little Q&A bits, if you guys are cool with getting into those. Let's do um, it. Sweet. I'll do the... Yeah, never mind. I was going to do the Q&A transition music, but I don't really... Isn't it just... Is <laughs> there just, actually music, or is it just like one sound? It's just a whistle. It's just... Now we're in the <laughs> Q&A bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. We actually have a soundboard. Yeah, I really have held back on the soundboard today. Yeah. Just Can you just give Dan a quick demo of some of the sounds we have? <laughs> That's it. Um, I love that it. That was it. <laughs> well, we you guys have a more. binary have a... soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have, uh, where is it's it? It's one of two. Uh, yeah. Um, anyways, we have some questions today from the subreddit. Uh, two of these come from the same person. They're great questions. The first one is uh, from Tyrannus Rex. It is, what is the first thing you guys will do once we are able to go outside again? Uh, P.S. Thanks for keeping the pod up and running while we're all in quarantine. It means a lot to have a good laugh love you guys stay safe thank you we love you too that's a uh, very nice postscript message yeah um <laughs> so what will you what is the first thing you guys will do when you get out or do you guys have any ideas i guess i mean because in you know the u.s you're not it's not like a strict quarantine so you can still go on walks yeah um but in terms of like first things that you can do that you currently can't do. I don't know. I kind of want to go to like parks again because yeah. a lot of things like parks are closed. Like maybe the Garfield park conservatory would be mm-hmm. fun to go to. Yeah. I miss concerts a lot. I'm very excited to go to shows again. Like those were a huge, they'd be like the event of the month for me. And 
Mm-hmm. Do you have any no. tickets that you, any concert tickets you bought that you had to either got refunded or you don't know if you're going to be able to go to? Uh, I, I was going to go to Pitchfork, but, and what they're day? still, uh, I was, uh, day, oh shit. What day was it? Who was I going to go to see again? I forget. The Nationals playing on Sunday. I already got my tickets. That's right. The Nationals playing. I don't think I was going the National Day, to okay. be honest. I was, yeah. who was I going to see? I forget, but, um, yeah, I, I, they said they might still do it, but there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think so. I was bummed about that because I had never seen the National play like a festival. A festival. Or, yeah. Like when I saw them the first time, it was at um, the Chicago Opera House, which was a very cool concert. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very different than like being outside, it, you know. Um, yeah. So I was a little bummed to miss that, but. That's understandable. Yeah. I had tickets to see Tallest Man on Earth at the Old Town School of Folk Music. And oh. it was the ticket was for literally the day the like stay at home order started. So he oh. played the night before and then they and canceled you, yeah. the one that mine was for. They yeah. always do those two night things there too. Yeah. He actually was like, his was two nights and then expanded it to four nights. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. I saw Ockerville river play there. That's a cool venue to see people. It's very intimate. I really like the old town school of folk. Music. Yeah. I saw mountain man. I don't know if you guys listen to Sylvan Esso, but it's the lead <laughs> singer her mm-hmm. folk band it's really good it was a great time uh bonnie Vare, am i saying that correctly bonnie Vare. i think it's bone bon iver bone, bon bon iver yeah bone whatever <laughs> uh yeah he's the guy that uh the the one brother tours with that i couldn't remember the name earlier oh nice they toured okay together. i uh because bon Vare has that uh eau claire film or not film festival just the music festival in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, that he does. And I went uh, a few years ago. I think it was their second year. And I think the National was there. And I watched them okay. live for a hot second. And I was like, this is cool. And then I uh, went somewhere else. But <laughs> They do a really cool festival in Cincinnati. They call it Homecoming because that's Ooh. obviously it's like their homecoming. Mm-hmm. And they get some big – I mean, actually, this year it wasn't quite as good. The first year it was really stacked. I think Bon Iver might have been, even been on the, the, the list. But okay. – um, they bring like there was like five or six big time bands and it was cool because i'm like when you go see Lollapalooza or whatever or coachella it's like so many people mm-hmm. this is literally in cincinnati so like it's a lot of people but it's so much more manageable than yeah. you know the major uh-huh. music festivals is it a lot here. of like cincinnati bands um i mean i'm sure there's some local ones but no it's like national bands like uh okay it's the national yeah. headlines who, but it's two who nights are other famous bands from cincinnati I think I don't know. It's embarrassing to say this, but I think Twenty One Pilots is from Cincinnati. I, I had a big high school okay, phase yeah. where I was into them, and I know they're from Ohio. But I think that's um, all I know. Oh God, who sings Game of Pricks? God, I'm not a music. I'm not good with anything. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just in general. I'm kind of dumb. Uh, uh, oh God, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Whatever. They're from Dayton, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Tampa doesn't have a great music scene either. Um, no, because the only actual like Tampa, you guys got a big ska Tampa scene, don't the you? Backstreet Boys. Oh, they are. <laughs> yeah, we have the Backstreet Boys. So, oh, nice. That's cool. We um, have, uh, Prince. But so. Gainesville is big for ska. Oh, Guided by Voices is the band I couldn't think of. They're from. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gainesville is big ska town, right? I mean, yeah, also Tom Petty's from Gainesville. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, he's probably more reputable than uh, less than Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I think that answers the question. And what yeah, we're that probably do answers when that we, question. <laughs> that's, that's what happens in this. We always, we always talk get, about something else. It takes a while to get through one question. Um, this next one, also from Tyrannus Rex, is uh, what is your favorite pair of shoes you've ever owned? Um, I thought this was a really specific question, but I, I do have an answer. Uh, I had these like blue. It was my first pair of New Balances. I really like mm-hmm. New Balance. They're great sneakers. Um, and they're these blue ones. I don't remember the specific like model name, but I wore them to death, and I still wear them sometimes. And that's my New answer. Balance is tough because it's all numbers. Their their shoe names are all numbers. They are. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what to call them, but yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? I maybe I'm the only one that has an answer for this, but no, I have an answer. <laughs> okay, it's right. but I, okay. I've actually answered this on this podcast before it might have been like a recommendation because dan we used to have a recommendation segment but then both of us always forgot that we had that segment so we would always just make something up by looking around the room yeah <laughs> um so i think i did that once and it's uh my nike Flyknit like running shoes just because they're like super like lightweight and also you don't need to wear socks with them they're, the like, rainbow ones to... um mine because they come in like a lot of different colors so mine like the ones i have now are like just kind of like speckled gray yeah. Got it. I think you have Got recommended it. that before, but <laughs> moving on. What about you, Dan? Um, I I don't know if I could pick. No, I wear right. uh, the Reebok <laughs> Club C's a lot currently. They seem to last me a good amount of time. Okay. When I was a runner, the Nike Pegasus was my favorite running shoe. Those are great mm-hmm. shoes. I love yeah. the yeah. Well, they were just like the best blend of um, affordability and, and mm-hmm. quality. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Oh, I'm also real quick changing my answer for the first question. Okay. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is go see Fudge at the IO Theater in Chicago. There we <laughs> go. Yeah. That's a great answer. Thank Jeff. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we have one more. It is from Egyptian underscore reggae. It is when do you, when you go to a restaurant, are you most likely to have a starter or a dessert? Um. Kind of a weird question. We were long questions this week, but that's <laughs> what <laughs> so we got. Um, I'm more likely to have a starter. Uh, yeah, me too. I don't know about you guys. Gotta see, go starter. See some Desserts are yeah. overpriced. <laughs> Desserts are way overpriced. They also, yeah. Most of the time, I don't pay $7. I'd rather get some yeah. like chicken wings and like a fucking right. brownie. Some yeah. cheese and, curds. Okay, and the other thing about desserts is that since you're already done eating you can just go like buy something at a grocery store on your way home that's going to be way cheaper yeah that's because you're already done eating you yeah. don't need to sit there long and also and guys cheese. can i give a little dating advice here i mean you married yeah. so yeah exactly so if anyone fucking knows <laughs> you're the guy with the wife I how don't to know. close the deal <laughs> your advice is just uh, to get married yeah the whole point if you're dating the whole point is to get married right, uh, right no um dude dessert you go to another joint if the yeah. night's going well and you're yeah. like i'm fe- i'm vibing she's vibing we're vibing be like this is so good you know what there's a great dessert place let's go there because then you're building in wait time you're building in like travel time you're like extending the night yep. you know next thing you know it's 2 a.m and you're popping the question <laughs> <laughs> um I would like to say on that note, like if you have a Jenny's ice cream near you, I mm. oh, really yeah. love Jenny's ice cream. It's a great, so, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, Jenny's ice cream. I used to cream, know someone who worked there, so I got it for free sometimes. Dude, you know somebody who was Jenny's personal assistant, Jeff. 
What? Kyle Bethay was like Jenny's personal assistant for like a year and a half in Columbus. What? Yeah, like he was her right hand man. That Jenny's like- has followed my me my like they started right yeah. before I got to Ohio State. They like opened their first location in Columbus, and then they all through college they were like the place to go. And I moved to Chicago, and then like a month after I moved to Chicago, they opened their Southport location, mm-hmm. and now they're like everywhere in the country. But um, they are they started in Columbus, and Kyle knew Jenny. He was like her personal assistant. He said she's brilliant. Do they pump like the smell into the street? I'm like, sure. I know that Garrett Popcorn the vicinity does. I don't smells. Know about... Yeah, like the ice I'm cream sure they makes do. You want to eat it? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like Kyle would be a really good personal assistant. Oh yeah, he's on top of his stuff for sure. Yeah, and that's what she needed. Apparently, she was like, he said she was not the best. Like, I mean, she was very busy, but like not the best organized with like keeping meetings and knowing when to be on calls and stuff. But you put her in front of like a bunch of ingredients and he was like, it, she just like her brain just clicked. It was, he said it was like watching a masterwork. It was crazy. Wow. I'm going to yeah. take your So I feel it. watching you do improv. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. I like improv. Everyone hates improv right now. So I'm, I, I've spent, I spent six years developing a skill set that, that. Right when I got good, everybody decided it's for fucking nerds. <laughs> wow. I got rejected from the DePaul improv team when I auditioned, so. Really? I got, me feel loud. I got rejected from Ohio State's improv team. Really? Oh, that makes me feel, wow. Yeah. Anything's possible. I mean, I made it the next time I went out, so. Yeah, but yeah. so. Yeah. First yeah, time. Was, <laughs> not possible. was Nate on that team with you? Nate, yeah, Nate was on it. Nate made yeah, it. Nate, Nate made it when it, I didn't. Yeah, Nate um, also was in that commercial uh, with j-lo j-lo yeah yeah he said that they were um well i think i can say this it's nothing he just said that it was like he was there as you would expect he was there for like six hours and she was there for like 30 minutes and they were like everybody was like we got to get these shots because it's gonna be j-lo you're not gonna fucking hang out and he said she walked out and said hello they did their lines and she was gone he was like in and out (laughs) she got the biggest paycheck. i hope i can say that he said she was nice but yeah. yeah nice um well that does it for questions i mean yeah that's all we so got now what, we have meme of the week which <clears throat> um usually we don't have guests on for this bit but we'll make it quick and now we have video we can do like screen sharing yeah uh um, it's just so you can experience you know we want to get some like outside opinion on what the best meme this week is. i don't want to spend too much time on this uh yeah we'll just do like a few minutes one because it's it's kind of chaos on it right now because i shaved my head and there's a lot already. I didn't expect this much, but uh, okay, we'll share. So this is what we got <laughs> right now, right now. Uh, so what Jeff I think wanted to, why Jeff wants to do this is because this for some is reason. Nuts. So your fans make these? Yeah, they just yeah. So they've made this like Dude. Jeff Appreciation Week. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, scroll through a bunch of these oh my god uh, i don't know why uh yeah so jeff i don't know where For you want to go they, with this they keep putting my head on like renaissance paintings yeah you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go to you have, you have very victorian features jeff yeah we'll just i don't know why we haven't done this lately we're just gonna do top of the week um oh I don't, yeah that makes it easier i didn't know you yeah. could do that so this is okay this is a bit going on in the podcast that i really like is that I don't... Also, Jeff, I, I'm sure you didn't know about this. Uh, there was the part in last week's episode where me and Jeff cut out, and uh, it was a good like minute and a half. 
and I said I was going to cut it, and I did not cut it for the audio podcast. So there's a minute and a half of just me just uh, dead space typing yeah <laughs> so a lot of stuff about that one um yeah so jeff i'm gonna let you take control of this because i didn't know what you wanted to i mean i well you're um, we're sharing your screen sharing so i can't screen, really so take control really, of that you know. i mean we were just gonna scroll through like a couple from this week you know yeah. just scroll through them real quick dan will help us pick whatever the best oh hold one on is. i like this baby driver one did someone <laughs> okay. throw a cube in okay. there I, no i can explain the baby driver thing yeah. so remember when i did the cube driver that's, yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so this was actually a banner image created by some like person who works for nissan social media team mm-hmm. wow and they sent that to me yeah that's like fantastic. i didn't make that someone at nissan made that it's really Damn, good dude. i would like to say like not to say the cube thing is that's probably that's not a obscure thing but because jeff is so has been such a mysterious part of this podcast because <laughs> people have been like searching all over the internet for whatever they can find on him and as a result we have a lot of really obscure jeff are content. you serious we Holy have this cow. uh we really like this fan art although I don't uh, Jeff's mustache. Yeah, the mustache. <laughs> it, no, it's I was saying that's the reverse Hitler with yeah. that mustache. Oh, it's not man, a, Jeff. You look like a um one of those uh like te- telenovela. Yeah. Characters. <laughs> yeah, oh here's yeah, here's one of the yeah. Yeah, that's that's I, terrifying. <laughs> I do Okay, also, I don't know how many where my Catholics at, but <laughs> That is like when when Jesus was like getting was like getting on his way to get crucified and they wiped his face and then he had like his face on the fucking so cloth. This is, is a that very what blasphemous that's... image. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's what it's intended, but that's like one of the like stories from yeah. the, the stations of the cross. Jeff spits from last episode. Uh, he said his number was one for. I don't remember why. It wasn't a good joke. It wasn't a good it was, joke. I said my phone number was one because that was the number of phones I had. Yeah. Um, it, that's it. Yeah, that, that actually, hey, that don't undersell that joke. Don't undersell that yeah. joke, Jeff. That's a good joke. I don't know why this exists. We've never referenced feet. Um, I don't, and someone said I'm too afraid to ask why this exists, and I am too because I don't <laughs> remember this being a bit ever. Uh, so oh, we'll wait, 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 wait. Go back up. Go back up. Oh no! Never mind. Um, I thought, thought I might. There's another. Yeah, one. There's another. Look at it's that. always the same face, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's one person. It's one person so making these. Funny. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I love this. Jeff has a very. You guys been? You guys talk a lot about religion on here. What's going on? We don't. We do. <laughs> Can I submit a question? What's your favorite religion and least favorite religion? <laughs> um. So Actually, is, favorite and least favorite are both Scientology. Oh, that's a good <laughs> yeah. cop out. Yeah. I went to the, uh, me and my friends went into one of those Scientology buildings as a bit freshman year. Jaxie was, when we realized like you can't just go in there and walk no, out. No, yeah, I was just going to say that's not a bit, dude. No. It, yeah, also, like, you'll dude. never work in Hollywood now. No. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we went in there and they wanted us to look at a bunch of things and, or sign a bunch of things. And as soon as that happened, we were like, okay, bye. Um, it was actually really hey, scary. Now, that that is that place is terrifying I, everything it's i've so seen but scary. you actually as we talk about yeah. this it actually does remind me of a, a show i just watched that i think i would recommend that okay. is very good it's on netflix it's only four episodes it's like a mini series mm-hmm. it's called unorthodox okay um and it's it's about like um 
Hasidic Jews in uh, Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fascinating. It's a culture that I like knew kind of culturally, like I recognize them on the streets, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't know much about their religion. And it, it really gets into the, a lot of the nitty gritty of it. It's wow. It's fascinating. That sounds it's kind of upsetting, but it's really good. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. I will say I'm also from Clearwater, Florida, which is the ca- like world capital of Scientology. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So like <laughs> there's, I've gone to concerts in Clearwater before. And when you get back to your car, there's like Scientology pamphlets on your car. Oh, my Whoa, God. I, why is Clearwater so big? Um, I don't know. But the whole city is like owned by the Scientologists. Huh. And they have like their giant mega church there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. You got a lot of interesting backstory, Jeff. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, so what was your favorite meme, Dan? Uh, <laughs> Dude, I gotta say, I, these are all great. I do like the, uh, I like the ones with religious undertones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I think. All right. Yeah. yeah. That that's my this, favorite. This that's one's my really favorite. good. This. <laughs> yeah. Because because it's a, it's just a very good Photoshop. Mm-hmm. It can't be. It seems like it, it it just is so similar to that story from. Um, from the the, you know, like the, the stations of the cross but it can't be because there's like a castle in the background so it yeah. probably is just but yeah yeah i like that one um i like the the uncut part bit that was that good. was funny. it's also That's a really a good, good photoshop too i don't know why the the lighting on the face at all it's a good job yeah it's okay uh, it's, it's okay fine. i might have done a little bit of uh i might have blurred the hand a blurred little bit the hand a little bit. make it match. yeah it's a yeah. little too much a yeah. little strong juxtaposition but right. it's good it really is good. subtle joke here is that this is a review written by jeff if you can see really tiny <laughs> right there <laughs> that nice. is good little small joke um that is fantastic what about you jeff i mean you have a lot to pick from being that it's yeah, jeff appreciation i, I don't week. know i think i'm gonna go with i'm gonna agree with dan on this one <laughs> that one right there yeah, yeah okay cool. either that one or like the the other one that was similar all right nice well that does it you for know, dan uh, uh has gotten pretty good at photoshop himself oh uh, thank you i'm you a, big... a lot of practice making the Wiffler research group like, dude posters. i have i found those files recently I, i've come so far from that i it's, <laughs> it's truly I, I like have i think i'm very good at photo editing because of twitter i just like wow. learned to photo yeah. edit like crazy and now i yeah now i use everything but I think that I realized that I don't, I'm never going to be good at Twitter. Yeah, you're pretty good at Twitter, Jeff. I don't know what you're talking about. You have some good. <laughs> yeah, I just good, don't think uh... I have like, I don't know what people want to see because I even like a few months ago went like to Dan's Twitter and then told him about one specific tweet from like a year ago. Uh, that was like the, the UPS one. Wait, Dan, where it's it? like it was the one where you said you bought or no not ups or like you bought like a, a oh a fedex van. truck yeah a fedex truck yeah. yeah yeah and that was like so funny to me and then you're like i'll try to retweet it and then like two people liked it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah 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 um well yeah it's twitter's a weird game man it was like best parts of having it and like worst part of all your friends asking you to help them move <laughs> yeah oh it was a u-haul van yeah 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 dude, there's the, a, that's the case though man some of your favorite stuff like people aren't people kind of are yeah. like oh okay and yeah. then it's like stuff that i think is so so fun. just briefly i'm going to bring up before we get into our like final closing bit um that we made a web series together a couple years ago yeah 
it um, comes full that circle kind of mentioned yeah that we kind of mentioned paid research study um i'm looking it so up yeah. right now i think i still pay for the website so i think it's still online it, it was online as of like a couple <laughs> like months ago you promoted it on the first episode jeff and now we're uh yeah we're, we're promoting it yeah yeah because i the first episode of this was like because it only came out january of last year so it would have been like only about a month and a half since it came out for the first episode yeah yeah um i still think it's it's good oh i'm so proud of it i, dude. I think it. it's yeah that's I, yeah i mean that's definitely the best thing i've helped make thanks man i wrote a pilot out of it i have a pilot script um based on it because i thought it was so fun Dan, I'd also like to say I saw a cut of uh, Ladies' Night, I think. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Uh, Dude, thank you so much, man. That's all credit to to Jaxie, the director, and Jonathan, the editor. Jaxie did great, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Um, everybody. Nick, GP, I mean, everyone was so good. Thank you. But, uh, Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know what the plan is for that yet, but that was a really cool getting to work with TJ, mm-hmm. TJ Jagodowski. It's uh, like one of my all time favorite. Yeah, comedians. He's your your fans will probably know him as. Uh, is fans the correct term? Am I using that yeah. correctly? What listeners. Okay, listeners. They listen, but they don't like granted that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your Karstenites, uh, they are, uh, they would probably know him as the, the guy in the passenger seat of the Sonic commercials. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he is so, I mean, he is like other level fun. I mean, you were on set for a bit. He was a super nice guy. Yeah. I was on there for Truly the nicest and also like the most respected improviser of all Mm -hmm. time. Just a hilarious, like he got those, that Sonic money and was like, I'm good. I don't need like Hollywood career. And he just like, he lives a life, man. He's the best. He's truly, I think one of the top three funniest people I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we still did recommendation of the week, that would be Dan's recommendation is TJ and Dave. Yeah. (laughs) Him as a person. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, well, we'd like to wrap it up with, uh, reading a review from chartable we do this every week to remind you guys to leave a review it really uh helps us out in the algorithm i think i don't we've still have not confirmed that but um <laughs> this one comes from uh jeep.s from the u.s uh subject line is the podcast five stars and it reads is good so it's like the podcast is good that's the uh the joke but thank but, you yeah, that- that's <laughs> we'll take it um and lastly, we was oh, we'd like to thank our patrons. Um, if you would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash carscast, where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q and A's, shout outs. I'm not gonna be a bonus episode, am I? No. No, no you're, you're like a, you're a real full episode. Main, yeah. main I'd be so show. fucking pissed if you guys took an yeah. hour and fifteen minutes on a Saturday and then put me behind a paywall. Right. <laughs> yeah, especially because we only have like twenty patrons. Yeah, they would not <laughs> No. So they would, <laughs> and not all of them listen to it. And one of them uh, is Jeff's mom. So okay, yeah, nice. one of them is my mom. Yep. I'm kidding, of Which course. I told her, I'm kidding. Give I'm... me the five dollars directly. Don't yeah, <laughs> put it into Patreon. But she didn't. They go to me, and then they yeah, go to Patreon. Jeff. Gets yeah. a cut of that, mom. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know they do. Um, so we'd like to thank uh, Alex Davis, Allison Grace, Boat, Connor Holmes, Doctor Aneurysm, Eden, Ethan Kell, Hannah E, Holly Edwards, Iva. Uh, Jeff, seriously, there is a man behind you. This isn't a Patreon name. I fear for your life. Uh, Joshua Krizwicki, <laughs> Josie Eiler, June Australian Winter, Martin Deff, Mary Lee Borslow, Moses Ox, Olivia Robinson, Philip Hagelberg, State Ready Steady Ernie, Robert Burke, Sergio Palacio, Sophia Arieta, T. Sizzle, Vegard Strom, and Vera S. Thank you so much, guys. Hell and yeah. 
Yeah. So Dan, do you have any uh, things you want to promote? Yeah. Um, I would just plug my Twitter, which is at the at sign and then the word at Dan White. At sign, A-T, at, Dan at, White. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, actually, yeah. I've never thought about. I never thought like, that. Because it looks yeah. really funny, mm-hmm. but I've, it's really hard for you to tell people. I know. It, verbally, it. it doesn't play, for sure. Um, but that would be the only thing. And, you know, what to make a lot of comments, whatever it takes, have these guys bring me back on here. Uh, you know, <laughs> make some memes or, you know, yeah. whatever. What if it's just Dan Appreciation Week next week? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> a lot of this, but it's Dan. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, also, no, I thanks just, for having me on, though, guys. This is a really cool thing, and I, uh, I'm happy to see you guys have such a crazy Reddit sycophants that yeah. are. <laughs> it's really just like three people posting this, a lot of. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't be deceived. It's just Jeff, Jeff at like 3 a.m. photoshopping <laughs> yeah. his own face on the Virgin Mary. It's all Jeff's mom. Look, I don't know who that is. <laughs> wow, they love me. Um, and I'd like to say, once uh, things blow over, if you're in Chicago, you should go see Fudge at. I, oh yeah please do we love that is his improv team yes fudge that it's not just, just to clarify yeah it's not just like yeah. a block of fudge. that's true yeah if you want fudge you got to go to uh mackinac island in michigan yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> fudge um cool well i am out of things to say jeff do you have anything else to say uh okay dan so this is gonna sound stupid but this is just how we end the episode i just want to and then you also can say it it's you know catch you on the flip side Catch you on the flip side. Guys, I'll catch you on the flip side. (laughs)